the Palm Beach Auction, where collectors collect. This December 9th, 10th, and 11th, come see the best of the best. Consign and bid on some of the finest classic sports and vintage vehicles from collections around the world. Held at the fabulous Palm Beach County Convention Center. For more information, contact HollywoodCarAuctions.com or call 1-800-237-8954. That's 1-800-237-8954. Remember, the Palm Beach Auction, this December 9th, 10th, and 11th. See you on the block. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, Call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Watch it flying through the air. It travels in space or under the sea, and it can journey anywhere. Supercar, supercar. It travels on land or roams the skies through the heavens' stormy rage. It's Mercury Man, and everyone cries. It's the marvel of the age. Supercar. Okay, Venus? Okay, Steve. Right. Let's go.
wish I was a spaceman, the fastest guy alive. I'd fly you round the universe in Fireball XL5, way out in space together, compass of the sky. My heart would be a fireball, a fireball. Every time I gazed into your starry eyes We'd take the path to Jupiter And maybe very soon We'd cruise along the Milky Way And land upon the moon To a wonderland of stardust We'll zoom away to Mars My heart would be a fireball A fireball Listeners, welcome and good evening. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your host, Robert. And hey, run to your computers real quick and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you'll see us live here in the studio. How you doing this evening, Cedric? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Not bad. It was a little hectic getting in here. Lots of traffic, rush hour traffic, yeah. Gotcha. Going what? through that whole Bayside Bridge area by the airports. It's gotcha. pretty rough right now. Okay, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We had our traffic report brought to you by <laughs> Cedric. You Thank you. Right. Anyway, hey, uh, so those two, I don't know if you caught those two clips I played earlier, but when I was a kid in the early 60s, they had these like puppet shows, and these were done by Gary Anderson, and the one was called Supercar, which was kind of a cool show, and the other one was Fireball XL5, and uh, I used to always get upset because I had to go to... Uh, uh, I always went to Catholic schools, but before I went to Catholic schools, my mom sent me to catechism on Saturdays, and Fireball XL5 just happened to be at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and I used to miss that show, but I used to love that when I was a little kid. So anyway, for all you guys that are probably in their 50s, and you may remember that song. Also, they had the other uh, puppet shows. Uh, Thunderbirds came out. That was later in the 60s, and then they had that was a series, and then Stingray, and so on. But anyway... We have a great show for you tonight. we got some cool stuff coming up. We have a special guest. We have a Canadian guest this evening who also has his own TV show, a car show, and I'm sure you guys all will recognize the name when I tell you later. Uh, it's on speed. And uh, so we're going to play some music from some Canadian bands tonight because uh, he's Canadian, okay, to commemorate him. And uh, we're also going to do a giveaway. And let's fire up that turntable. Let's play that first song, and then I'll come back and we'll do some blah, blah, blah. Okay, we got that song queued up? Super.
This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. 
727-608-2065. Okay, boys and girls, sports fans, race fans, we are back, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we are live downtown Clearwater. All right, hey, one more thing real quick before I start talking about some of the uh, updates and some of the stuff we did this past weekend. I have in my possession, okay, I have two sets of tickets to the Palm Beach auction, okay, by HollywoodCarAuctions.com. That's the December 9th, 10th, and 11th auction at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. I've got two sets of tickets. That's for two couples, okay? I will give these tickets away, okay, this evening. Now, we're not normally a call-in show, but the fifth, fifth, let's see, we'll just go the fifth, the eighth. Actually, i got three sets of tickets, okay? So the fifth, the eighth, and the tenth caller that calls in, okay? Just call in, leave your name, your phone number, and an address, okay, so we can call you back. So we have contact information, and you would get a free set of tickets to the fifth, what did I say, the eighth, and the tenth callers, okay? Now, the show's an hour long. we got 45 minutes left, something like that. So you've got the whole show to call in. If you want to email us, you can email us at golfstreamradio at gmail.com. That's golfstreamradio at gmail.com, or, oh yeah, I should give you the phone number. It's 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Boy, that was quick. The phone's already lighting up. Anyway, all right, so that means our our standby, our, our always uh, on-the-go listeners are ready, rare, rare and go. Right, Cedric? Anyway, yeah, me, you didn't even give the number yet, did you? I didn't even get, I just, yeah, I know, but, you know some <laughs> people, but some of the guys that listen all the time, they already know, so, you know. But at any rate, all right, here's the deal. Remember, I said the fifth caller, so don't rush to the phones. Give them a few seconds, okay, because you want to be the fifth, the eighth, or the tenth caller, and I have three sets of tickets to the yeah, Palm have, Beach auction. Just to give the listeners a hint, we only have two lines lit up right now, so okay, we'll so wait, we're left. just waiting for a couple more. <laughs> okay. There we go. At any rate. All right. Hey, let me tell you what we did this weekend. This past weekend at, in Orlando, okay, the Festivals of Speed event, okay, which was all day Sunday. What a spectacular event, okay? Now, ordinarily, this is a three-day event. However, it got rained out a couple of weeks ago, so they rescheduled for the car show event, which was on Sunday. And I got to tell you, I, I heard rumors that there was roughly between 14, 15, 16,000 people that participated in that event. There was hundreds and hundreds of cars. There was Porsches. There was Ferraris. There was Lamborghinis. There was vintage motorcycles. There was MV Augustas. There was Hondas. There was Triumphs. There was Ducatis. There was uh, Jaguars. There was Triumphs. There's even my favorite, Porsches. We had some classic cars. We had Mustangs. We had vintage Cadillacs. On the hill, we called it Flynn Hill, okay? We had a Stunning, stunning. As a matter of fact, if you guys have the brochure for the Palm Beach, car, Palm Beach car auction, we had this gorgeous 1958 DeSoto Adventurer convertible. One of, I believe, one that has factory electronic fuel injection. That car was on the hill. Also, the Chevrolet, actually, it's a 1957 GMC Palomino that's owned by a local guy here, also a friend of ours, uh, Whitey Westcott. As part of his collection, he had his Beautiful, one of one, 1957 GMC Palomino on the hill. Then it was a stunning 67 SS396 uh, full-size Impala there. There was, uh, we had one of the Richard Petty cars there. Um, one of the, actually it wasn't the car that he drove. I think it was uh, driven by somebody else, but it was one of the Petty cars in Petty Blue. It was this 1970 Daytona Superbird. We had a number of vintage Corvettes. There was a 57 fuel injection Corvette there. There was a 55 Corvette there with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, 
265, I think, is what they had back in those days. But anyway, there was a number of cars. It was a great event. Everybody was happy. It was held at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Now, let me tell you what was going to happen next year. Next hey, year... Robert, but, now, you may have just mentioned this. Uh, I was on the on the uh, phone with the listener. When, where is the event taking place? The event is at the Palm Beach County Convention Center in Palm Beach, in West Palm Beach, okay? And it's the 9th, 10th, and 11th. So it's really it's only a three-and-a-half-hour drive if you buzz down the interstate. Uh, they should get there if they want. Make sure they leave all the information. Look, this is great. You know, we already got a caller. He's getting two tickets. Okay, now he's part of the fifth caller, so that means we got two more sets left. We, the- we just got fifth and eighth, so we're just waiting. The phone stopped ringing after eight. Okay, well, we still have uh, 40 minutes left in the show, so cool beans. any rate, okay, so, but anyway, to update you guys, don't forget the Palm Beach Auction. Go to the website, okay, hollywoodcarauctions.com. You can get all the info. Sign up the bids. Sign up to consign your cars. We still have a few spaces available. All right, back to the Ritz-Carlton and the Festivals of Speed. Next year, what we're going to do in November, when they have this event again, we are going to end and, and we're going to also add to the event, the Festivals of Speed event, besides the uh, lifestyles. It's a, it's a lifestyles event. So in other words, what they do is they basically have just cars, boats, motorcycles, fashions, jewelry, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's stuff for the guys. There's stuff for the gals there, okay? They've got rides. They have, for example, the companies like Aston Martin, Jaguar, Porsche, Ferrari, Mercedes that you can sign up and you can drive and test drive these cars. That's typically held on a Saturday. On a Friday night, they've got this big gala. Gala, gala, whatever. A uh, big party, basically, at one of the jet ports where people fly in with jets, okay? They might have some vintage airplanes on display. For example, P-51 Mustang. There might be, who knows, might get lucky. Might have a German Messerschmitt there or something like that. But they've got the G-5s, and they've got Lears. they got all kinds of cool stuff there. Okay, then they've got boats there. they got boats that they bring in. Some cases, offshore boats. In some cases, they got some yachts there, okay? Now, this is an event truly everybody should check out. But next year, in addition to all that, what they're going to have, they're going to have an auction, okay, on the side. So Hollywood Car Auctions is going to have their first inaugural, actually not inaugural, their first auction at the Ritz-Carlton at this particular venue. Then out on the fairway, and uh, I mean, it's huge, okay? We're talking 500 plus plus acres of property there. So this is, we can host just about any type of event that they want to. And uh, so next year, what they're going to do is they're going to have in addition to the concourse, the festival of speed, the jet port, the drives, they're going to have a concourse out there. So, so we're going to, you're going to see some of the most stunning cars. And ultimately, this event could rival Amelia Island and Pebble Beach and Meadowbrook up in Detroit. So those are some of the best venues in the country. And uh, our friend Mike Flynn and the crew at the uh, HollywoodCarAuctions.com, Festival Speed, Joe and everybody are trying to put together a number one or a first class number one event. Okay, so be sure and check that out. Also, what else is going on? Okay, hey, if you guys, uh, local guys here if you guys need your vintage cars or your ski boats repaired be sure and say hello and go check out our friends over at forte's inboard and auto connection okay they're down there on 66th street okay and dom has dom forte's a real good friend of mine he's always worked on my cars for the last 25 30 years he's been in the business for excuse me since the i guess the 50s i guess his dad started the business and he took over followed in his dad's footsteps and now his kids are in there running the business so this is a truly family-owned business that really care they've got a tremendous amount of books and resources they can put your car back to factory condition because he's worked on these cars back in the 60s and 70s so he knows exactly what these cars require to put them in tip-top shape and he can also restore cars they're also a restoration facility as well so give them a call that's forte's inboard and auto connection 888-517-316 that's 888-517-3178. And then, of course, you heard some of our other commercials. You know, the Rib Shack Barbecue Place. That's over at 600 West Bay Drive. Those are my buddies over there. Corey and uh, Jed and those guys and Gito and those guys. Just stop by. Pick up a barbecue sandwich. Really, really cool place. And, of course, one of my favorite hangouts on weekends, I go to Krabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill down in Clearwater Beach. Okay? Check that place out. Oh, yeah. Back to... Uh, 
Smoking Bar or uh, the Rip Chat Barbecue. Their phone number is 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. And Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. My buddies down there and all the girls behind the bar and everything like that and the waitresses say hi to all those gals. Tip them well if you do. 727-608-2065. 727-608-2065. And really this weekend there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. There's some small car shows, but the big one is Moultrie, Georgia, the huge swap meet. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you guys can make it up to Moultrie, that's where everybody's headed this weekend. And then, of course, Saturday morning, Coffee and Cars at Innisbrook, okay, which is sponsored by the DuPont Registry, Coffee and Cars. At Innisbrook, just drive up there, hang out. It's a cool place. It's another golf course setting. Really, really nice. You'll probably see three, 400 cars, cool stuff, Porsches, BMWs, Ferraris, vintage collectibles. You know, you'll see some uh, Triumphs. You'll see some Jaguars. You'll see some Porsches. You'll see Mustangs. You'll see Chevrolets. You'll see Mopars. You'll see anything you want. So go out there. It's a cool thing. It's usually a couple hours long. And that's about it. Now we're going to go fire up our uh, couple commercials. Then we're going to get our guests on the line, and we're going to have a great interview, okay? So sit tight. We'll be right back again. This is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we've already given away two sets of tickets. We got one set left. Yeah, we're, we got one set. Uh, one set left. Uh, we actually stopped at caller eight. The phones rang off the hook and then sort of just died out. So they've nope. got they've got a little bit of time. Okay, you got a little time. You got uh, thirty four minutes. There they go. Here it goes. The phones lit up again. Okay. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater, Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, menicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotakis Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotakis Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotakis Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure and mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. Side of the truck, 
uh, forget about Logan taking over, okay, Flat Nose? You always said that any one of us could challenge a Butch. Well, because I figured no one would do it. Figured wrong, Butch. You guys can't want Logan. Well, at least he's with us, Butch. You've been spending a lot of time gone. Well, that's because everything's different now. Guns or knives, it's Butch? It's harder now. you got to plan more. you got to prepare more. Guns or knives? Neither. Pick. I don't want to shoot with you, Harvey. Anything you say, Butch. Maybe there's a way to make a profit in this. Bet on Logan. I would, but who'd bet on you? Sundance. When we're done, if he's dead, you're welcome to stay. <clears throat> Listen, I don't mean to be a sore loser, but uh, when it's done, if I'm dead, kill him. Love to. No, no, not yet. Not until me and Harvey get the rules straightened out. Rules? In a knife fight? No rules. <laughs> well, if there ain't going to be any rules, let's get the fight started. Someone count one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. I was really rooting for you, Butch. <laughs> well, thank you, Flat Nose. That's what sustained me in my time of trouble. Okay, you're, we're live, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our guest. Now, most of you guys are probably familiar with the Speed Channel, and I'm sure you watch a lot of the car shows that are on there. Well, our next guest, next guest, I have to start talking slower, because, you know, I trip over my words, don't I, Cedric? But you know what? We only have a limited amount of time here, so I try to cram as many words as I can in a short period of time. But anyway, back to my special guest for the evening, okay? He is the host of the popular TV show featured on Speed. I believe it's now in its eighth season. Cut, or excuse me, Chop, Cut, Rebuild. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show Dan Woods. Dan, are you there? I am here. That was great. I was uh, listening to some Tragically Hip and Paul Newman clips. That was wonderful. <laughs> those are special. I, I, I dug those up for you because I know you're a big Paul Newman fan and a Tragically Hip fan because that's a Canadian band, right? Yeah, the Hip is a, is very much a Canadian band, and uh, Newman's one of my favorite actors, so that was uh, very much appreciated. Thank you. Good, good, good. So uh, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us about Dan Woods, and where does Dan it's Woods cr- come from? Uh, it's great to be on the show, uh, and uh, Dan Woods uh, comes from Toronto originally. I live in California now, though, as uh, uh, most Canadians try and do at some point, either Florida or California, take your pick. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, but started started doing television up in Canada originally, and, uh, and uh, a few years ago decided to move our production to California. Now, you when you got into this uh, car thing, you, like you mentioned earlier, you, um, you, you were in the television. You, you actually did a series up in Canada for a short period of time. What, tell us about that for a second. Uh, yeah, that series was called Degrassi. Uh, it, there was uh, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, and then there was a 10-year break, and they brought it back as Degrassi, the next generation, and it's still in production, actually, on uh, Teen Nick right now. Okay, and that shows uh, that shows similar to what? Like you said, our 90210 type show? Is that yeah, what it was? It's, it's, it's kind of a 90210 uh, series, but uh, instead of the actors being in their 20s playing teenagers, it's actually real teenagers. Okay, and, <laughs> and then you the played... difference, I guess. Okay, and you were a teacher, right? Is that what your role was? I was a teacher on the original series, on the first two, uh, and then when they brought it back uh, in, in uh, I guess, 2000, uh, they made my character the principal of the school. Oh, the so, principal. Uh, yeah, they, the, the character got a promotion, uh, and I, I imagine a raise, but the actor did not. Okay, and then you carried a ruler around with you, right? Because all principals have rulers, right? Uh, no, no, no ruler, but I was always a very, you know, uh, dapper-dressing guy in that series. You know, a lot of people... Um, uh, don't realize that it's the same person on Chop Cut Rebuild that was on Degrassi for those years. I gotcha. Okay. And then you had another TV show, which was called, what, Car, Restor- Classic car Restoration? Classic Car Restoration. Yeah. Okay. And then the, how did that evolve? 
Um, that series was on what was uh, at the time called Speed Vision. Now it's Speed. Uh, that series uh, started up with me sending a demo tape to uh, to this new network that had started up in uh, in Stanford, Connecticut. It was uh, started by uh, some executives who had been with ESPN too, and uh, a friend of mine who had a condo in Florida, actually in Clearwater, um, came back one winter and he said, uh, "You know, Dan, you're talking about getting uh, car shows on the air. There's this new network called Speed Vision that I get in my condo down here. You should probably look." into it. And I did, sent them a tape, and uh, they liked it and said, here's a check and enough money to get yourself into trouble. So start making shows. Wow. <laughs> I wish it was that easy today, but now today is very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was fortunate that the person that made that decision at Speed Vision uh, was also a fan of Degrassi. So he had seen me on Degrassi before, and with it being a new network, they were trying to get you know recognizable personalities on the, on the network as, as often as possible. So he didn't realize it was just a little Canadian show because he was a fan of it. So it was uh, um, it was fortunate for me in that sense. Super. Now, how did uh, Classic Car Restoration, how did it come to fruition? In other words, how, how long was that show on the air, too? And, and what was the the, the, uh, the focus on that show? Similar to... Classic Car. Go ahead. Similar to Chopcat, yes. Uh, classic Car started as... Uh, 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 Classic Car Restoration started as a studio show, and we took two cars and we restored them over the season. And uh, we did 13 episodes in the first year, and and the uh, Speed Vision audience liked the show, or seemed to like the show, or at least one of the executives did, and said, do 26 next year. So we did 26, and we added a third car. Uh, we also changed my co-host that for the for the second season, and we brought on Tom Natchu and Peter Clute, who you probably know from Dream Car Garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were my co-hosts in season two of, of the series, and Peter did the third car for us. What he did was a 1967 275 GTB four-cam Ferrari. And it was an absolutely gorgeous car. And Tom and I worked on two cars in the studio. Um, and Peter actually sold that car at, uh, at one of the RM auctions up in uh, Toronto. I think we got $325,000 for that car. It was absolutely gorgeous. Nick Cage was bidding on the car over the phone, actually. No kidding. Um, no, in, uh, in fact... Uh, there's a line that he uses in, in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds when they ask him whether the they ask him what are the hardest cars he's ever stolen. He actually references two. He says Eleanor, but he also says a 67 275 GTB four cam Ferrari. And he was bidding on on our car about six months before they started making that movie. So I'm I suspect that he was trying to buy that car and then perhaps rent it back to the production company. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Well, now this well, we did that. Go ahead. We did that series for two years, and then I took a, a bit of a break. I, I produced a feature film, and I, I did a little more acting. Uh, and then after a few years, I had an inquiry about bringing the show back, and I intended to bring it back as classic car restorations, uh, or to shorten it just simply as CCR. And um, the, the executives at what was is, had now become Speed Channel said, "You can't use that title anymore because there was a show on DIY that was called Classic Car Restoration with no S on the end." And I wasn't aware of it because we didn't get uh, DIY up in Canada. So uh, we wound up picking a different title, which was uh, uh, one of the names that was floating by in the opening uh, segment, which happened to be Chop Got Rebuilt. It could have just as easily been Cool Custom Rides or Cam's Carbs and Revs. Uh, there was a whole bunch of things that we floated by for what CCR meant. Okay, so that way you could still use the CCR logo or designation then, right? Is that what the whole idea yeah, was? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, because we had already shot. Um, the entire season when they told us that we couldn't use that title anymore. So we were kind of stuck. So, in fact, if you so if you watched the, uh, the first season of Chop Cut Rebuild, I never reference 
it as being Chop, Cut, Rebuild on camera. I do in the narrations about halfway through the series, uh, which is when we got the information. But uh, 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 on camera, there's never a reference to it being called Chop, Cut, Rebuild. It's, it's kind of funny that way. And the other thing is when we brought the show back, one of the lessons we had learned with, uh, with classic car restorations was that Peter's project, the Ferrari, was the perfect way to do the show. It was, uh, you know, the problem with what we were doing with the other two cars is it, it put me into the restoration business, and I wanted to be in the television business. By going up and visiting Peter doing a restoration once a week, it was just very simple. The headaches were gone. It was a, So that's the difference that we made to the show when we brought it back as Chop, Cut, Rebuild. Okay. Now tell us a little bit, how did your passion for automobiles start? Because if I remember correctly, you were telling me a little bit that uh, you've got some salvage yard ties. So. Yeah. Well, my father was a, was a mechanic in the Army. He was trained during the Second World War uh, as a mechanic. And, of course, any time the Army teaches you to do something or they hand you a piece of equipment, one of the, the conditions is that you have to be able to tear it down and put it back together again with a blindfold on while you're being stopwatched. And instead of handing my father a rifle, they handed him a truck. So he got he he learned how to take things apart and put them back together pretty fast in the, in the automotive world. But uh, years later, he uh, started running a salvage yard in Toronto, and I and he used to bring me with him. I, I wouldn't say I went with him; he used to bring me with him. Okay, uh, it was mandated. Yeah, my hair. Yeah, <laughs> okay, exactly. And I would spend Saturday mornings at uh, in, in the in the hut, um, you know, uh, taking varsol to starters and cleaning up hubcaps and things like that, and, uh, and helping out around there. Uh, but it was great when I when I finally was of the age to need a car, 16, and I'd say, Dad, you know, I need a car. And he'd say, okay, well, if you take that one that's in the corner there and take that one that's over there in that corner and you put them together, you'll get one that runs. <laughs> so, okay. So right from the start, I was, I was, uh, I was wrenching on cars. Wow. Uh, you were telling me a story, too. Now, you, uh, you have a, uh, some, your own children, and I think you were telling me the story that you did the same thing with uh, your daughter, too. You basically gave her a project car, yeah. right? The, yeah, tell us about I, that. Uh, she was bugging me for a car, so I went and, and uh, I went to an impound, and I found a '72 bug, and I paid five hundred dollars, including the tow, for the car, mm-hmm. and uh, brought it to her and said, "There you go, sweetheart. Merry Christmas." And she was ecstatic about it. So she's been getting in the garage now, and she's you know changing the plugs and changing the oil and making sure the air pressure is up and uh, and, and wrenching on the car, fixing the the you know the, the passenger side mirror keeps dropping down. So she's got a wrench and she's tightening that up all every every third day or something like that. So uh, she's got you know she's carrying a toolkit a toolkit around in the back of the car, which is great to see. Now that since you since you have the show and you're involved in a lot of these restorations and stuff, how about you yourself? Do you have any of your own cars or uh, do you just uh, you're just in the business and like when you come home it's the you're not you just never get around to your own stuff or how does that work? Well, I I, I kind of owned the car that we did um, last season. Uh, I was a partner on on the uh, XP Hemi, the the '69 uh, Charger build that we did, mm-hmm. and and in season four the vehicle that we built was a 1975 Brooklyn. And uh, that was my car, and I actually just sold it at the uh, the Russo and Steel auction in uh, in Scottsdale in January. So right now, my my one vintage car that's in the driveway is my daughter's '72 Bug, but it won't be for long. Okay. Now that Brickland, you know, that's basically a Canadian car. Was that the one that was AMC yep. powered, or was that Ford powered? The one you had. We both. It would depend on what year you got. Oh, okay. Um, 
the first thousand uh, Bricklands came with AMC drivetrains, uh-huh. and then uh, AMC had a, a, a problem supplying them with engines. And uh, I don't know whether it was political or whether it was inventory, but there was a problem. So they switched over to the 351 Windsor engine. Right. And uh, so uh, I think 1,800 of them were put out with the uh, with with the uh, Windsor package. Yeah. But you know, still, you know, the radiator is from a Matador, and the in the uh, the disc brakes are from a Javelin. <laughs> you know, it's just a mishmash of, of a car. But it's a it's a great car, and it's a, it's a gullwing door car, so it looks a lot like the uh, the Ga- uh, Back to the Future car, mm-hmm. DeLorean. And in fact, you know, I got to meet Malcolm Bricklin because of, of the show, and I actually got to meet the designer. His name is Herb Grass. He was a terrific guy. Just passed away about a year ago, and uh, the stories they told about what you know what life was like in the designing era back in the early seventies was just amazing. Um, Malcolm Bricklin was notorious for showing up unannounced in the design center, which was in Michigan, and uh, and, and Herb told the story as was telling me the story in this way. He says, we're, we were working late one night, painting the secretaries, and Malcolm walks in. And I said, you were doing what? <laughs> we were painting painting the secretaries. Painting the secretaries. Well, okay, finger painting. With what? He said, with body paint. We were painting the secretaries, and he didn't tell us he was coming. <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody was caught. <laughs> it, was, it sounded like it was a real blast to, to be working on cars back then. And, it, and you know, I give Malcolm uh, Bricklin a lot of credit. He's, he's often maligned um, because he is a little bit of a, you know, a P.T. Barnum. Uh, in the auto world, but he's he's the first guy in the auto industry that convinced the government to participate and take an equity position in a car in a, in a uh, an automobile industry in a, in a manufacturing perspective. Um, that was the province of New Brunswick, and that's why the car was made in Canada. Um, he he came up with the idea of that gullwing car, and instead of it being painted, it was actually a plastic over top of fiberglass, uh, similar to you know the sh- the shower surrounds right. bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's what the, that's what the panels are made of on a Brooklyn. So all the panels were pre-colored when they came through and were assembled on the car. Now what that did was that eliminated painting from the assembly line process, which was a massive savings for the for the car for the assembly. And that was what DeLorean took as his idea when he went over to Ireland and started, and he convinced the Irish government to take an equity position in the DeLorean car company. In fact, Malcolm Bricklin tells me that um, John DeLorean was actually being considered to take over as the president of the, of, uh, the Bricklin car company, but they disagreed on what the name of the car should be. Interesting. Now, when the Bricklin first came to inception, if I remember correctly, it had, you know, like these huge bumpers on the front, and there were some other safety features that were supposed to, it was kind of like a prototype safety kind of car. That was kind of like the way it was written up in Motor Trend and some of the other magazines back in the day. Is yep. that, is that That's true? exactly it. Okay. That's exactly right. In fact, the, the car isn't called the Bricklin. The car is actually called the SV1, which stood for Safety Vehicle 1. Okay. Because when and, you... And when, Go ahead. When you sit in it, the, the, the chassis actually goes around you. When you're sitting in a pan, and the chassis, um, it's, a, it's a, a complete heavy steel box chassis that goes around where your legs are when you're sitting in the car. The car weighs 4,000 pounds. It's a heavy, heavy car. It's like a tank. Mm-hmm. Now, because if I remember correctly, on there were some other unique features. Get back to Malcolm Bricklin now. Wasn't he responsible for bringing in some – he was like an importer, too. Didn't he bring in some other cars from overseas – Either before yeah. the Brooklyn or after, or he's he's got an automotive legacy. Yeah, he uh, he he actually got his money from his parents who owned a hardware store chain, uh, but he didn't want to be in the hardware business, so he started importing the Subaru Subaru uh, to North America, 
and uh, and that's where he made his money was importing Subarus. And then after Brooklyn, he he started importing the Yugos. The Yugos, so that was it. The I Yugos knew that we had in in, in the U.S. Canada okay. were were brought in by Malcolm Brooklyn, and that's what he's been doing right now. Is he's been going over to places like China, trying to find car manufacturers whose vehicles are not available in North America, and seeing if he can he can facilitate getting them imported here. Now he's been talking to the Chinese about a car called the Cherry. Uh, right. The H, uh, it's Korean, isn't it? Is, is it Korean? Yeah, I, I think it was the Cherry. Chinese. Well, maybe you're right. It's one of the, it's somewhere over there. The Cherry, and, though. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it's supposed to be a phenomenally inexpensive car. And and you, all I can say is you get what you pay for. <laughs> That's true. Now back to your show real quick. When you're driving, like you know, sometimes you see you driving a Chevelle, and other times you might be driving a Camaro. Some, are those your cars, or are those cars that they provide for you to drive just to kind of for for the for accessories on the show? When that is dri- the most common question I'm asked by everybody who watches the show when they meet me: is Do you own all those cars? To which I say, Yes, I'm the richest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, I have to be. I'm on tier three cable. How can I not be that wealthy? You know, the money comes in so fast, I can hardly count it. Jeez. <laughs> hey. so the uh, the cars are usually uh, uh, vehicles that are owned by uh, customers of the shops that we're at. Uh-huh. So they'll call up their customers and say, "Hey, you know, we're filming uh, next week, and we uh, use your car that we you know, did the oil change on, uh, and and uh, Dan drive it." So then they're usually very accommodating. You know, we invite them to come out and, and watch us film for a couple hours or an hour before lunch. We have lunch with them, and then I say, "Give me your keys," <laughs> and they hand them over. <laughs> wow, you're persuasive. <laughs> yeah. I, I especially like that when the car has a little sign in the window that says, look, but don't touch. Look, but don't touch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, the cars that you do on the series, okay, you do two cars per, um, per I guess, per season, correct? Is that the way it works? How do correct. you How do you determine what cars you're going to do and to what extent you're going to do the cars? Well, I mean, there's there's no hard formula about what we're going to choose. Mm-hmm. Generally, what we're looking for is a car that's going to be built, whether our cameras are there or not. Okay. Uh, we're not looking to incite a build. Okay. When we do the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so a company like Classic Industries, when, when I first started doing the show, I used to walk around SEMA every year and look at the beautiful cars. And if I could, you know, stop and, and uh, ask whoever the marketing director is and say, you know, did you build this car for SEMA? And if the answer is yes, then my next question was, then why didn't I get to document it on national television? Uh, and then they usually say, because we didn't know we could, and I say, okay, well, let's do it for next year. <laughs> so okay. That's basically how we got to know the, you know, the various builders. Um, uh, you know, why just get four days of exposure at, at SEMA and a couple of other shows when you could have a national television show documenting the whole story of the car getting you know into the condition it's in when it is unveiled at SEMA. So that's generally how we do these cars. The other way is um, we have shops obviously in Huntington Huntington Beach is, is like the mecca for car guys. I mean Gothard Avenue is amazing. You've got Chip Foose there, you've got DMP, California Street Rods, Rich Evans is there, uh, CW Restorations is just a new shop that uh, is doing the Willies with our, with us this year. Uh, and you've got Classic Industries right there on the corner. You've got Original Parts Group in, in Huntington Beach. It really is amazing the the the, the density of elite car people that are in that one little strip of of Orange County. It's quite something. So uh, it's not hard to find somebody who's building a cool car. Do you generally try to stay with the well-known guys, or do you try to find some of the obscure shops and the up-and-coming uh, people? Or I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I, I you know, the, the idea is to pick the shop and then let them propose uh, a project to us. 
Um, the shop is, is, is paramount because it's, they're the personalities that are going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, the car can't talk. The people that are building it have to talk. So the, the right shop is, is the key to, to uh, putting a good show together. We've had two shops uh, in, the se- in the series so far that have been brand-new shops. Um, uh, we had the JTM's Hot Rods in Corona, California, in season three, and then this season right now that's starting to air, CW Restorations, which is um, um, like the owner of that shop has just bought it from, uh, from this shop had been around for a while, known as Eagleton's, and, uh, and, and Chris Womack has uh, purchased it, and uh, he's taken it over, and this is actually his first restoration, which is at 41 Willys. Super. Now, is there any particular car that you'd like to do that you haven't done that you you're hoping to do do you have any influence as in terms of selecting something i mean a little bit i mean i i you know we're not the kind of show that could take on the sponsor dollars from anyone at all i'd love i'd love to be that kind of show but we have to you know with only with the restrictions of only having two cars we can't uh, we can't take it all on um we uh, we're talking today, for example, uh, Classic Industries wants to come on for next season again and do a build. Um, so that's one one of our builds taken care of for season nine. Um, and for and they, because they're going to do a GM, I'm not really going to go out and look for another GM car. Uh, we just did two seasons in a row of doing a Mopar. So what I'm what I'm going to have a preference for is a Ford product or an oddball car. I mean, we restored George Barris's uh, love machine in the first season of our show, so, which had the round bed and the, and the mirror the uh-huh. ball hanging from it and the clamshell clam door sides and that sort of thing. So something that's, you know, a rarity or an oddball, like the Bricklin, even a 41 Willys, when you think about it, is not all that common. Um, that's always nice to have in there, mixed in with the real mainstream car, the Chevy that everybody had, kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, well, you know what? I got a Ford in mind, but I'll tell you about it off air. I got a, I got a line on a really, really rare. Um, the car piece. that I would love to do, like if I could just say, oh, you know, tell a builder build this car for me. Yeah. Um, the one I want is I, I want to get my '67 Cougar again. '67 Cougar. Yeah, I had a '67 Cougar when I was. My dad had it, and he handed it down to me. It was my second vehicle. That I owned, uh, and it was a great car, 289. Uh, the 67 was uh, Motor Trend's car of the year. Well, today's and, uh, your lucky day because I happen to know <laughs> there's a 67 Cougar. <laughs> See, really? I'm a Ford guy, and if there's a Ford in our area that's for sale, generally I know about it. So, is cool. that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would be you know the the, the powder blue uh, was ours was powder blue with the blue interior. I love that car, uh, and you know actually learned to to drive on it, but the first vehicle I owned was not that car. No, it was a truck, wasn't it, or something, you tell me? Yeah, the first vehicle I ever owned was a 1963 Mercury half-ton pickup truck. Well, the front part of it was. Okay. The back part The back part was a 66 Chevy box. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> because my dad ran the scrapyard, and he said, well, that truck runs, but the box is rotted, so why don't you grab the box off that truck over there? Okay, well, I'm sure the Mercury... That's a Chev. That'll fit. Okay. <laughs> Now, back to the show. So, in other words, it, how long does it take you from start to finish on the car? Because the show, the, 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 you, you have a full season. Do you actually, you actually complete the car in the season, don't you? Yes, we do. Uh, I, you know, the ideal scenario is pulling it out of a barn in Episode 1 and in Episode 13, shining it at the SEMA show. Uh, and then what we do is follow everything, the journey of the car from the barn to SEMA in every episode. 
as it moves forward. We don't build the car in an hour and uh, on television, and uh, we also don't rush it through in a 10-day build or a 48-hour build like some shows are doing. It's, it's real. Um, the time is real. The shops are real. The technicians are real. It's not reality television, even though we've got all those reels in there. Now, uh, when how, how much actual participation do you do? How much involvement are you? I mean, as far as hands-on, how much do you actually do yourself? I, I roll up the sleeves every time I go in. Every every time we film, I roll up my sleeves and I start, you know, wrenching on the cars. And you know, it's funny that uh, my producer um, Edward a few times this year. I just keep working away and working away, and and rather than yell cut when he's got the shot that he wants, he just sort of taps the cameraman on his, on their shoulders, and they stop and just continue to let me go and see. And they they sort of stopwatch me to see how long I'll keep going before I realize when we stop filming. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, even when we're not filming, I'll pick up, you know, I'll, the guys will say, well, let's go and do the drive-up. I said, well, I don't want to go and do the drive-up right now. Um, you know, give me 10 minutes. I've got to finish putting in that, that, you know, three. I got three more bolts to put in on that part, and then I can do it. You know, so I kind of feel like I'm working for the shop when I'm there. Well, that's cool. Now, where do you plan on going with the show? We've got about three minutes left. So uh, and to summarize a little bit, where do you plan on going with the show? What's your, what's your, your vision of the future? For uh, well, Chop, I Cut, and Rebuild. I'm, hopefully Chop, Cut, Rebuild will be Speed Channel's version of this old house and just go on and on oh, really? and on and on and on. <laughs> okay, well, no, that's... Now you can always hope. Yeah. And uh, now, you, like I said earlier, I think you're in your eighth season now, right? Yes. Okay. Now, there's a website if people want to get information about uh, Chop, Cut, and Rebuild. And uh, did you sell, let's say, like uh, CDs and uh, shirts and hats and stuff like that? Do you sell... Absolutely we do, yeah. Okay. Um, at uh, it, it's uh, www.ccr.tv. It's not a dot com. It's dot tv. Okay. Chop so, cut rebuild. Ccr tv. Okay. Now is that that's a separate website, or they can also go to Speed and find you too, right? Yep. They can also link to us from the speed from speedtv.com as well. Okay. We're so, everywhere. You're everywhere. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> now, uh, now, what about you? You mentioned something earlier. I heard. About radio, chop, cut, rebuild on the radio. Is that something you want to talk about? You got a second or two? You want? Well, I, you know, I, I actually worked in radio when I was doing that kids show, and uh, you know, so there's, I, I have a passion for being on the air. I love it, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you know, if the opportunity presented itself, I'd love to do a chop, cut, rebuild radio show. Well, that would be you know, cool. Just do it, kind of do it the way Dennis Gage does. You know, uh, my classic car, and just travel around to different car shows on Saturdays and, and broadcast live from different car shows around the area. I think, I think that would be um, a strong appeal to people. I, I'd like every guy who's at a car show or girl at a car show on Saturday to be listening to Chop Cut Rebuild Radio. Super. Well, Dan, I want to thank you for coming on the radio show. It was great. It went too quick, as usual. But uh, you, you'll, you'll come on again sometime, right? Absolutely, Robert. Anytime you want. Okay. Now, when, do you get to Florida at all? I do. Uh, on occasion, I haven't been there for a couple of years. Um, still debating whether I'm going to head out to the PRI show or not. That's Here's in, that's in three weeks, two, three weeks. That's the first week in December. Yeah, hopefully you'll make it there, because yeah. I'll be there for that. Great. All right. Great. Well, well Dan, maybe I'll see you there. Okay, hopefully. Dan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We Our guest this evening was Dan Woods from Chop, Cut, Rebuild. Okay, check out his show on speed. Everybody else, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll catch you next week, 7 o'clock on the Tantalk 1340 Radio station right here in downtown Clearwater. All right. See you at the car shows. Don't forget, Innisbrook this weekend.
WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas.